Hello, and welcome to Muse and Metrics. This is your host, Philippa Burgess. This is season three, episode 13, and the topic today is light discipline. This came to me as I was journaling. I do a morning journal, and I was thinking about what do I need to really be successful in this new year. It's January, and I've got all sorts of goals, and I'm sure you do too, and things that we're looking forward to this year, things we want to accomplish, and transformations we'd like to achieve, goals we'd like to reach that might feel a little bit out of reach. And I realized that this concept of light discipline aligns with what I talked about in a previous episode about doing the most difficult things from a comfortable place. So challenging this idea of get out of your comfort zone. We know what that means when people say it. They're saying you're used to doing things a certain way, try something new, and that's going to be uncomfortable. But I'm also saying that when you're going to be doing something that's more challenging, making sure you have everything to support you in that so that you're dressed comfortably, you have a warm or cold drink, you've gone to the restroom, you've done your hair and makeup, you just generally feel good, you're well rested, you have what you need to be your best self. It doesn't have to be hair and makeup per se, it's whatever makes you feel good, look good, and be comfortable engaging in whatever the situation is at hand that may not be the most easy situation to be dealing with, but you're trying to just give yourself everything that you need to get through it and to be as successful as you can be. And sometimes it's those little things that matter. And therefore, when we talk about light discipline, it's not hard. It's not brutal. It's not unachievable. It's not such heavy lifting that we don't want to do it. So it comes from this very supportive place, this place that is built on self-care and built on not only self-prioritization, but also prioritization of all the things that you care about, which sometimes does include other people because that's part of your priority and things that are important to you. And so it's about folding in all of who you are and what's going on in your life and then doing the best you can under the circumstances, knowing that the things that we want to achieve take a bit of effort. But rather than thinking, when am I going to get one day to focus on this task? How can I carve out 15 minutes a day? How can I carve out an hour a week? Maybe there is a task that really does need a whole day of undivided attention. Okay, great. How do you get the support you need to schedule that day and get any other people involved to help you make whatever you intend to happen that day happen? For some people, it's writing and they go to a hotel room to write just because that's where they can get away and get the quiet space that they need. For you, it may be cleaning out the garage and you know that that's maybe not feeling like an hour a day task, but look at things and 
give yourself a reality and maybe it's a three or four hour task, but it's going to take a few days or a few weekends to chip away at it. But a lot of things in our lives that we really want to see major changes in happen in very small incremental ways. So I want to talk about how we can think about just those minor adjustments that really can help us get to where we want to go. And it's those small decisions that we make. It could be a a decision of, do I show up or do I not show up? And that can have its own benefits or its own consequences, depending on what prior arrangements were made, what other expectations there were around you showing up or not showing up. But every day we get to make a decision about where we commit our time, our energy, our thoughts. And so being aware, that light discipline of understanding as you go through your day, where do you put your attention? And sometimes it's not even starting with changing it. It's just auditing it, being aware of where time, attention, and energy is going. And then looking at the things that are important to you in your life in this year, and how are your current actions aligning and supporting or potentially detracting from those goals and objectives that you do have. Sometimes it's just knowing that certain things go in a certain order. You want to do something, but you're also aware that perhaps in your mind you have it clear, wait, I can't do that until I get something else done and out of the way first. That's totally acceptable, but maybe that's not even true. Maybe you could do both and you've just conflated them in your mind. So it's getting clarity on why you're doing the things that you're doing, why you have the desires that you have of the things that you want to transition and transform, and what are ways that we can add light discipline into our lives. So for me, I am a grad student, and light discipline starts to look like not trying to do all the reading once a week. Light discipline looks like doing a little bit of reading every day. And I do different types of reading. Some reading I read out of a textbook. Some reading I read on a Kindle or on a computer. Some reading is inaudible and I simply say, read it to me. Some reading I can use the read aloud feature uh, in my Microsoft Edge or my Adobe. Some reading is in apps where it's a little more active. You can get it to read a page at a time to you, but then you actively have to flip the page. So it's not something that you can sort of passively listen to. It's a little bit more active. Some reading I need to take notes and really understand vocabulary and concepts. And I'm going to be using this information in a paper later. So I should be much more proactive about what I'm reading and how I might be referencing it later. Some reading is assigned to learning how to use particular software and you actually do your best to be reading and 
working through the software or a particular exercise at the same time. Therefore, not all reading is equal. It needs to be done at different times of the day that I have a bit of different energy for that reading and for that type of focus. And that's one of the things about light discipline is working with your energy. When are you most awake and when are you most energized? When are you able to really tackle things that might be uncomfortable, might be new, but you've got full attention and you're just in a good optimal space? And when does your energy start flagging that you really just want to be an autopilot and you're not that interested in trying anything that's particularly challenging and certainly not new and certainly not something that's going to be riddled with technical issues or other frustrations. So it's managing your energy and knowing what type of time of the day is going to be best for certain tasks, certain conversations, certain types of discipline. And a lot of it is starting to just create routines, routines in your day, routines in your week, routines in your month, so that there's a bit of a rhythm two things, because the more you can just get yourself to autopilot some of the stuff, the better it's going to be. If you think about driving somewhere, you drive all the time, your brain can go a million places and you're still going to get home because you know the way. Whereas other places you're there for the first time, you don't know where you're going, you're getting lost, you're getting turned around, the map's not quite making sense the way that you want it to. And it really needs your full attention and you aren't thinking about anything else because you're in this entirely new place and you're trying to figure out how to get to a destination. And a lot of times going for a new goal or objective is exactly that. It's going to a new place and perhaps getting lost. And we might have a paper map. We might have an app. We might have directions that someone gave us and we're trying to interpret them and apply them, make them our own, see if they make sense, and see if we can achieve the desired outcome and get to where we want to go. And so we want to sort of make these things as routine and almost as mindless that we just do it automatically. We don't really have to pay attention to those well-worn roads. And that's where light discipline comes in. It's starting to create the habits and it's welcoming frustrations, knowing that things that are new are going to be a bit uncomfortable, going to be a bit awkward. You're going to have technical difficulties. You're going to see very quickly what works and what doesn't work. And it's about going through that process and being willing to have things not work the way you think they're going to work or expect them to work but still leaning in to know so that you can problem solve or you can seek out resources, you can seek out help. And so it's using the information that you're getting about how quickly you're able to adopt to a new software, a new technology, a new tool, a new way of doing things. And therefore this concept of just gently moving yourself along the idea that with the things that you're doing, you're getting to do them. You're not having to do them. So part of light discipline is a mindset, is approaching it from this joy of possibility, this joy 
of opportunity, this joy of choice. So that's a big part of idea of light discipline. It's not heavy handed. You're not being forced to do it. You are choosing to do it. It is your option and it is a gift that you've been given that you are able to elect to do this. Maybe perhaps it's not something you actively chose, but maybe you can play with the art of storytelling to see how ultimately in hindsight, this will serve you in ways that you might not recognize now, but maybe this is where you learn a skill, build a relationship, experience some growth, have a new perspective that ultimately is going to serve you. So approaching things from this place of it is in your best interest and ultimately all things are coming together for your good. So one is just having a really positive mindset. Another one is, and this goes to the storytelling, is having a mindset that's based on curiosity that you get to discover, that you get to learn, that you get to unfold something. And it may be uncharted territory, but that there's something interesting about going down this path and seeing what there is to be seen. And that you're not going to know what it is until you begin the journey and that it will reveal itself to you as you go. I'm having this Now, in the fact that I've got great clarity on a desire to be a content creator, and I'm also getting great clarity that I'm really feeling now that I want to step out on a professional stage, I'm seeing such a big gap between where I am and where I want to go next. And I'm seeing that some of this gap is technological. Uh, having the right equipment, knowing how to use it, marrying it to the right software. Some of it is, is planning and scheduling. Some of it is knowing how to best optimize the editing process. Some of it's in the scripting and the writing. Some of it's in the rehearsal and the memorization and the presentation. Some of it's in hair, makeup, and wardrobe. There's all of these things that I'm realizing that I want to do this, but there's still a gap between where I am and where I want to be. The other part of it is I'm in grad school and I'm definitely studying things, but I'm still don't know exactly what job I'm going for. There's no one position that says, yes, that's exactly the position I want. And I'm clear about what the requirements are and I'm going to check off all the boxes and then I'll be a great candidate for that position. I don't really know. I think in some ways I feel like the position that I want may not even exist today. That the world that I live in is so fluid and that if I look at my professional past, I've now worked in two industries that really didn't exist. And I was in a space that was adjacent, uh, either physically, just a location, or a 
adjacent industry. So a bit of both. Like I was in Los Angeles and I was working in the entertainment industry on the film, television, and publishing side. Uh, and then we got all of the evolution and development of web, digital marketing, content marketing that just spun it out in a different direction or parts of it that I ended up kind of going into that new direction. And then after that had been fully embraced and in the public consciousness, I found myself moving and going to Colorado for entirely personal reasons, only to find that within a year of my arrival, everything was about cannabis legalization. Now I found myself in the cannabis and CBD industry uh, purely by location. And being in transition in my career, I was absolutely open to how can I serve? How can I help? What needs to be done? And to see this fast evolving industry take form. And that was a really interesting time that I very much enjoyed. And then I pivoted again and it was time to go in a new direction, which led me to graduate school. And I started studying urban planning. And the next thing I knew, I fell in love with the data science piece of it. And I knew GIS was a part of it. And I felt I wanted some hard skills because I think we got a lot of theoretical education and I wanted to really have some practical technical education. And so I signed up for this GIS, but then with the war in Ukraine, I found myself re-sparking my interest in geopolitical matters and my undergrad had been in international relations. And so the next thing I know, I'm finding myself having an interest in learning foreign languages, specifically Russian and Ukrainian, and, and up-leveling the existing language skills I have across French, Spanish, and German. And I also find myself expanding my certificate program to a full master's in human security and geospatial intelligence. I don't really know what I'm going to learn. I don't know what I'm going to find. It's just a journey that I'm on and I'm willing to go down that path. And I also, I need light discipline in terms of planning and knowing what's ahead and knowing what I'm committed to in any given day and any committed given month because I travel so much. I am on the East Coast, and then I'm on the West Coast, and then I'm in Colorado, and then I'm in England, and then I'm back to the East Coast, West Coast, and Colorado. And so I'm living in this kind of perpetual motion that does require discipline, but I also have to be very gentle with myself, because for as wonderful as traveling as much as I do is, uh, it's pretty challenging as well, because you don't always have all your stuff for everything you need, and I'm not always the best packer or planner. So we just have to be gentle with myself and do the best that I can and start to create my lists and get ahead of things. I still need to get a, a passport. I still need to uh, get my plane tickets and just plan all the details of my trip for England. I have a couple of California trips. I have a couple of Colorado trips. So each one has their own purpose, has their own requirements. So a little bit of just getting ahead of it planning is that light discipline that I need. Same thing with content creation. I am, there's such a gap between where I am and where I want to be. 
delight discipline is knowing, hey, I'm going to have an audio show every single week. And now I'm adding a video. So I'm going to be delivering a video every single week. And hey, I have a couple of different channels that I want to build. And I just need to consistently put out content every single week. And I realize not all that content needs to be video content. Some of it might be a tweet. It could be a social media post, a photo, uh, a TikTok, uh, which can be based on a single photo where you just add music and text or some graphics. It could be a blog. It could be just reposting other things that I see that I find of interest. It could be sharing events, deadlines, opportunities. So there's so many things that I can sort of make into what is the content that I want to share. And it's an ever evolving process. And what it requires is discipline, but light discipline, a discipline that comes from joy and opportunity and possibility. It's not hard and it's not punitive. It's I do the best that I can and I learn from my mistakes and I continue to improve and do better. And this is if I look at my 2022, I was so joyful about how the year ended in the fact that it was such a rough start. I'd had such a challenging 2021 and 2022 was just better. Everything about it was better. But I had a significant transformation to make from the beginning to the end of the year. And one of the things I think I did pretty well at was that I would seek out opportunities and I would apply for them. And I applied for a lot of things. I said yes to a lot of things. I showed up for a lot of things. And all of those, one thing kind of kept leading to the other, to the other, And so much momentum was built that I was able to really transform, pivot, redirect my professional identity, where I stood in the world and where I was going. And that was really important to me and and really valuable that I have gone from someone who was deeply in a creative identity and media marketing. I did a lot of admin, but it was definitely everything that I did was considered softer skills. And now that I'm going for a master of science, I feel that I am now can own an identity of being in tech. I became an, a, a women tech maker ambassador through Google I am a huge fan of the government's new You Belong in STEM program. I feel like now I can be someone who is learning maths and science and can be a spokesperson for STEM subjects as I learn them myself. And I became an intelligence scholar, and now I'm studying human security and geospatial intelligence, which is an official program of the... U.S. Geointelligence Foundation. And so I am very interested in seeing where I go and where this path leads me. And I have to show up. Showing up is a really big part. 
And I have to plan. And so every day I look at my day and there's certain times that I need to be certain places. There's certain things that are absolutely fixed. I need to be there. And there's things that are optional. And then I have tasks and I have tasks that really need to be done today or would be nice or this week uh, or this month. And it's just kind of knowing that some of them will just take however long they take before I'm free to move on to the next task or other tasks. I just need to kind of roll through uh, a short series of tasks and just kind of knock them off my list. Uh, Another task that I set for myself was this streaming task. I wanted to create videos and I realized that learning how to stream was its own thing. And I committed a time every day that I would be showing up and streaming and it's 12.30 p.m. Eastern. But I have been riddled with technical difficulties every single day. And yet, as I go, I solve one problem and then find I have another problem. Today, I got myself to the point that I was like, maybe there's another software that I can use for this. Maybe there's a another way to to do this. And I looked and they said that basically the OBS is a bit more challenging to learn. And there are others that may prove better for beginners, but that ultimately it just comes back to OBS is a solid standard for live streaming. And I just realized I'm like, okay, I have a beginner capability and this is not the most beginner friendly software. So I just need to continue to look for videos on YouTube, look on LinkedIn learning, look anywhere else look for articles, look for anything that I can do to help me get ahead of whatever challenges I'm having with OBS. Now to say this, uh, and I, you know, when I also talk about light discipline, it has to do with not overextending your expectations. It's also this idea of sort of slow and steady. So I've been going live and I've been having all sorts of issues, but I also haven't promoted that I'm live. I also have no viewers or one viewer or five viewers, and some of them will find the video later if I don't delete it. Uh, the only ones I've not delete, but I'll, I'll hide them if if it's unwatchable. I'm not going to waste anybody's time. But I'm still trying every day to make them better, make them more watchable, make them more seamless. And there'll be a point where I know, okay, I've got it. I've, I've really, really got this. Then I'll reset the content and I'll also know, is this a time that I can absolutely commit to and on what days? And I will then go ahead and promote that I'm doing it and then be excited when people show up and be ready to receive them. So for all of my frustrations, I'm not frustrated that I have fumbled this in front of a large crowd because that was the beauty of this. And they talk about virality as when it's worthy of getting in front of a million people, it gets in front of a million people. But the joy of this is that if it's not worthy of getting in front of anybody, the algorithm will protect you. So the more that I am able to just practice and just know that I'm getting better and getting better and getting better, that by the time I deserve an audience, I know that I will get the audience. And a lot of it is about the consistency. 
So light discipline is taking things that you actually have a much larger structure around. You have a much bigger picture of where is this going in the course of a year, three years, five years. And then what are the little things that you need to do every week or every day or every couple of days that move you in the direction within that larger framework? And that's what's nice about it is that there's no huge pressure to do something extremely difficult. This is not running a marathon. This is not like the Leadville 100 where someone runs 100 miles through the mountains. Um, sure, it's beautiful. And I know that there's some extreme athletes that, that do that. But that's not what we're talking about here. This is not running a marathon. This isn't even running a very intense sprint. This is just organizing your mind enough and your priorities enough that you just know what are the small tasks that need to be done every day that are pretty small, uh, are pretty basic, but that if you do them consistently enough over time, you will see great benefit. And they're, they're small things. It is as small as brushing your teeth. It is as small as taking your vitamins. It is as small as going for a walk or reaching out to a good friend who can help lift up your spirits and just bring you joy or you just want to just connect. And I'm not talking about you being in crisis or friends in crisis, that's, a, that's another context for friends and we love friends. But this is just the simple catch up, cup of coffee, cup of tea type of friend conversation. And, and family and just enjoying community and knowing what your favorite hobbies are and making sure that you have time for them. It might be just reorganizing your bedtime routine or your wake up routine to just see what can you do to be more well rested? What can you do to get a better night's sleep? What can you do to make your body feel better? I, I was having a lot of neck pain. I was having a really hard time turning my neck and I was just feeling super, super stiff in my neck. And then I started feeling my upper shoulders and the muscles back there and they were just locked. And I started just kind of rubbing them to try to give myself a massage. And I just, all I could feel was just knots. And then I remembered, because I hadn't even thought about this since the pandemic. Oh, yes, there are massage places. And this is what they specialize in. This is their job to unlock those knots and release toxins and chemicals from your muscles. And it's just a really good practice. And in my martial arts training, one of our grandmasters, like he, he loved his massage. It was part of his training. He worked his body really hard and going to a masseuse was absolutely something that he did regularly. And so I haven't been to one in a while and I have an appointment scheduled for Friday, which I am very much looking forward to because I was realizing I can't fix this, but maybe they can. And it's not going to be fixed in a day, but I'm committed to fixing it. And that's just one small step. It's a light discipline uh, to helping to make sure my body has what it needs. 
uh, other things I, in my move and in my unpacking and all of these things, I really just really tweaked my elbow and I, I have some clip on lights that I use in my little production studio. And I, with my right arm, I can't even open or close that clip. It is so painful. And I just have lost that strength in my arm. And so I realized it's going to take time to heal, but I tend to find that taking a hot bath or putting a heating pad on it or putting some muscle rub on it is helping it. Maybe even the massage might help it. I don't know, but I do know it's going to take time to heal, uh, but I'm aware of it and I'm trying to be gentle with it and give it what it needs to support its healing. And light discipline is I make a point not to carry things with that, with that arm because I don't want to re-injure it or make it worse. Uh, I have asthma, so I need to make sure that I have my medicine, that I'm in communication with my doctor, that all of the things that just are part of responsibility for managing my health. And so even when I travel, making sure I travel with my medicine, I have enough medicine on hand. And those are all things that are part of discipline. It's not hard, but it just needs to be done. I take my vitamins because I know that they will help to keep me healthy and they help to sort of mitigate other health challenges that I have. So I'm doing everything I can to get my lungs healthy. Um, same thing with my martial arts. It's not hard. It's joyful. I love it. But you just have to take time out of your day to get it done. And I have an advancement test coming up and I know I need light discipline there. And again, I call it light because really at the end of the day, it's not hard. It's super joyful. And there's nothing that I need to do that's particularly hard. It's just that it needs to be done and it needs to be done a little bit every day. Even if I wanted to train for six hours, it's diminishing returns. It wouldn't make any sense. The type of training I really need to do is done in 15, 20, 30 minute intervals daily. It do really doesn't need much more time than that for the level of training that I'm looking to do, which is much more just memory. And some of it is just watching videos and writing down what are the moves and then practicing them a few at a time until the form starts coming back to my mind. Uh, similarly, I have a local karate class that I go to where I have a choice on Tuesdays or Thursdays, go or not, not go. Uh, sometimes I have a really good reason why I either can't or don't want to go. But for the most part, if I can go, I try to go because it's a really good workout. It's a great way for me to connect with the community. It's a great way for me to help uh, be an assistant teacher and be a student and just my body loves it. Uh, my mind loves it. It's joyful to be there. Like, again, it's not hard work. It's just that the, it comes in to one managing my time throughout the week so that I don't feel overloaded and behind and say, Oh, I can't go because I didn't do my homework or I can't go because I have a piece of content due that I didn't plan and I didn't create. And now I've got to stay home and do that. And that will happen from time to time. Uh, but it's really about having enough planning ahead and getting done the things that need to get done so that when I do have class on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings, I can joyfully get out the door and say, yep, I've got time for this. I have the two hours to go do this and I will be happy for it. 
And so knowing, especially as women, that we juggle a lot of stuff, that we often have care as part of our, our, our duties and that we need to care for others. We need to care for ourselves, uh, that our own beauty and wardrobe takes thought and effort, uh, thinking through about what goes into our family kitchen and how we prepare meals for ourselves and others. So all of that is on the table for women that might not be on the table for other people in our society, that it's really important that we take some of the things that are in cultural consciousness. And I do think post-pandemic, I have perhaps seen some of that intensity shift because I do feel like a lot of people with the pandemic realize that there are limits, there are boundaries, and sometimes we just have to yield in the face of greater forces and we can't muscle our way through it. We can't force things. We just have to understand that we are in this life and that it's going to have its limitations and that we've just got to work with them. And I think that that some of that intensity, but I still keep hearing the phrase and the term quite a bit in the media I follow about this, get out of your comfort zone. And I just coming from this place of just take all the hard stuff, break it down into its smallest component pieces and don't make it hard, make it simple, make it easy, make it comfortable, make it something that you're going to do and that you're going to enjoy doing. Sometimes if I think I if I think of a task that I have to be done, this is the metrics part. The metrics part is you have a task that needs to be done. How many hours do you think it's going to need? How much momentum and energy are you really going to have to commit to it? Because a lot of things we really aren't great at doing for more than two hours at a time. We're done. It, it could be training for martial arts. Again, that's, you might want to train for six hours, but doing six hours consecutively, you just get to diminishing returns. It's not really going to be that help, healthy or happy after a while, especially if you've not done that level of training. If that's what you do every day, then that's, but if you're going from zero to something, that's not going to be a sustainable or comfortable transition. So think about something that you want to do. Think about how many hours it's going to take. Think about how many days or weeks or how much time do you want uh, before you accomplish that task. And then just divide it. So say that you want to get something done next week and it is going to be a six hour task. Can you do an hour a day uh, on it? Or is it something that you're like, no, I don't even know that I can really ramp up or commit to an hour. Okay. Can it be done in two weeks and then you give it half an hour a day or can it be done in a month and you give it half an hour every third day or 15 minutes a day, but thinking through kind of how do you break it into a small component part where you just get to do something small every day. And it's part of a much bigger structure. And that's looking at a spring semester. 
There's a whole course and a whole learning transformation that's presented to us. But in that, they ask us to show up to class. We meet twice a week. Uh, and throughout the week, we have reading, we have assignments, we have things that are going to help us to learn this new area, this new discipline. Uh, but it's not all done at once. It's broken out, but week by week by week by week in 16 weeks. And at the end of the 16 weeks, yeah, there might be a big paper, a big final, and it might seem a little bit overwhelming, but the reality is you've had 16 weeks or almost four months to really sort of take on this learning transformation and that it is an evaluation of how well did you um, take the, take, take all the information in. And sometimes if, you know, when we don't get good grades, it could be because we didn't apply ourselves. And it also could be that it's a cry for help. We just need more help. We're just not getting it. We're just not understanding it. And so that's why testing is appropriate to get a read on how are you doing? Are you getting what we're trying to teach? Uh, or are we getting what is being taught? I know that I definitely struggled a bit with um, some of my spatial thinking classes. And this semester I'm taking cartography and visualization. And the cartography is definitely far more technical, but I, I'm getting the sense the visualization is a bit more creative. We each get to kind of do things that are of interest to us. And we each kind of get to create our own project. And there's a bit of flexibility there. So I'm on my own learning more Python, R, and other data science tools and brought that to class saying, you know, one of my kind of frustrations, but just something I noticed was that data science and spatial data science are really treated quite separately. And that one of my goals was to be able to pick a project where I really could bring data science into spatial data science, which means that I can search for my own data sets and I can match them and really kind of create my own master data set by mixing and matching a few different data sources and really shaping and crafting and editing the data down to be very specific to something that I want to look at and so that I can really clean and clip that data and then bring it into an ArcGIS program and create a mapping visualization that is something that's unique to what I am interested in studying. The other class that I'm taking is on human security and disaster management. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we're going to learn about all the disasters. We're going to learn about floods and fires and tsunamis and earthquakes, as well as geopolitical events. And that is, I think, going to be quite interesting. That class seems to have a lot more papers and projects. And I really do well at the reading and the writing part of it. So I'm not sure what it will have as far as testing goes, but I know the semester ends with a final group paper and I do really well with those. So I'm looking forward to that. So this is what I ask of you is just to think about your year and think about where light discipline can be put into place. It doesn't need to be, again, harder grinding. It's just small incremental tasks that are 
every day a little, even if you're screwing it up every day, like I feel like I am right now with my streaming software, the fact that every day I'm able to problem solve something and then every day I learn about a new problem. And so hopefully in two or three weeks, it might take me a month, I will have gotten better at it. Equally, you might also want to bless things that are hard because it means that you've accomplished something and you get to go with the phrase, if it was easy, everyone would do it. So now I understand why isn't everybody a streamer? Well, not everybody's that comfortable with public speaking. Not everybody's that comfortable on camera. But I, now I know not everybody's that comfortable with the software that allows you to do that. So when you understand that you've now accomplished something that you realize, oh, okay, there's a reason that uh, the people who do this and do this well can be successful in this because not everybody is, is willing or able to get through the, the learning curve to be able to do it. So bless those things that you're able to give the time and attention to and come out the other side as someone who actually has the confidence and the skills to be able to do whatever that thing is. And I, I'm seeing again, little things like I need to practice my martial arts every day. I need to read every day. I need to take care of my health every day. I need to be in communication with my loved ones and my community every day. I need to create content every day. I need to do classwork every day. So all of those things are part of that light discipline of just keeping the mission moving forward, but doing it in sort of small systematic ways. So we are just dripping just one drop at a time and eventually it will fill a cup and eventually it will fill a pond and eventually it can fill a lake and eventually you'll fill the ocean. So be focused on what are the small things that make the biggest difference and look at your energy, look at where you really sort of have the most energy in a day where you flag, follow your rhythms. Don't try to will yourself energy when you have none and make your tasks that are the most challenging and difficult for times where you have the most energy to confront them and make those tasks that are easy and that you really kind of have really dialed in at times where you don't have as much energy, you're still going, but you're looking for the types of things that you can just autopilot or relax into. So think about the things that you want to do and just think about your level of energy and also knowing that you can move things around. So at the point where they're still challenging and uncomfortable and unfamiliar, you're doing them where your energy is the highest and the best, but also when you get comfortable with them, you can move them into places where you you're, don't need that same level of energy. Another thing about trying on new things is giving them the space and the time that they need, not over committing, not having them be done when your attention is being called in so many other directions so that you're able to just give them the time and the space they need to figure themselves out because all of, the, all of the things that are new, they always take longer than you think they're going to and give yourself the ability to make mistakes, recover from those mistakes, 
that you have deadlines, but they're, they're softer deadlines if they need to be adjusted where you, once you get into something, you're like, oh yeah, that's a bigger task than I thought that was going to be. I just need more time. And that's something else to look at at your day. Like what's fixed? Where, where do you have to be where you give your full attention to being day and date, place and time somewhere? What appointments or just places that you have to be, where do those fall into your, your schedule versus what are the tasks that you are responsible for and you have choice in terms of where and when they get done, but you still have to be responsible for getting them done. And we have just so many choices in our day. So being aware of what choices are you making and gently audit your time. How did you spend your time? And was that the best use of your time? Now, we all need downtime. We all need relaxed time. And it is just being aware of where did we spend it? How did we spend it? Was that how we wanted to spend it? Was that moving us in the direction of our goals and our commitments? Or could we have done something differently? There's many surprises in our day. And sometimes it's great to have enough flexibility in your day that when somebody calls you that you want to talk to or just something unexpected happens, you have that flexibility to field it and give it the time and attention it deserves and not have it completely upend your day because you can absorb that interruption. And so that's another piece of being able to have flexibility and that again, light discipline. So you know what it is that you'd like to be doing and you should be doing and you choose to be doing, but if something else comes up, you're, you can flow, you can flex, you can make new choices in the day that aren't ultimately going to upend anything. Everything's still going to roll along as, as it should. An example of this is my little karate class is twice a week. I don't always go twice a week, but when I'm on the East coast and I'm not always on the East coast, I do try to make a point to get there at least once a week. And that is again, that light discipline. I'm part of the class. I show up, I contribute. I may not always be there, but I will do my best to be there when I can. Uh, sometimes I'm not there because I do have a hard conflict on a few occasions. I'm not there because I have decided that I just had another deadline or task or something that I wanted to get done that needed to get done. And I was making that choice. And a couple times I just may have just been really feeling too tired or too under the weather or just did not feel like going. And I have that choice. That's not a, that's not a failure. That's not a problem because it's not about hard discipline. It's about light discipline. It's about finding a rhythm and a routine that works, finding a pattern. And within that pattern, it's like a checkerboard. It's not all black squares, it's black and white squares. And so within that, it gives you choices, but you just know that you show up more often than you don't. You know that you do the task more often than you don't. Uh, and you have that joy of having that freedom and that bit of flexibility that you know, if you make a different choice, you'll still achieve the outcome because more often than not, you make the choice that is in alignment with the big picture and you have the structure 
of the big picture to help you on your way. Similarly with my classes, they're run so that they are synchronous. You can show up and be there live and interact with the professor in the class. It's recorded. You can record, watch the recording later. You are not docked by for grades as long as you follow the instructions and participate in the online capacity for what they refer to as async students. So they know people work or they know they're in different time zones. And so they try to make it as flexible as possible that if you can't make the class, you can still watch the class and fully participate and meet the learning objective and still participate fully. And that is something where I prefer attending sync. I've worked my schedule out to attend sync, but it's not always going to be there. I'm not going to be there every single day. And then I just know, oh, I've got to watch this at another time and get it done. So sometimes when you choose not to do something, it's not that it's not going to get done. You might just have to make up that task later. So I use the karate example. If I don't go to a class, that just means I'm not going to be doing it at all that week, that day. Or I'm only going to, if I only go once a week, that week, only means I only do it once. But there's other things. If you don't do it at the assigned time, it's recommended you do it at some time. And typically sometime within the week because you have two classes a week. And so if you're not attending them live, they are expecting that you watch those two classes within that particular lesson week. So think about that as well, is if you're electing not to do something and it needs to be done, uh, then just when do you plan on doing it? And ultimately also look for where you have huge resistance around doing something. Is it because you don't know how to do it? You don't know where to start? You really don't feel like you should be the one doing it? You're happy to do it if someone does it together with you. Uh, it, you're happy to do it if you have some additional skills or tools to help you do it. So figure out why, uh, if something is just not speaking to you as, as you want to get it done, but it's not getting done, really try to see if like, is it just because you really actually don't have time in your calendar and you're going to need to actually calendar it or you're going to need something before you do it. And again, can you break it into the smallest possible task? So let's say there's something that you, you think when you get around to doing it, it's going to be about two hours. Is there a way you can even just look at it for 15 minutes and just really think through everything that's going to need to be involved in that task and give yourself maybe a, even a more realistic time frame where you realize like by spending 15 minutes in it, oh, maybe it's actually only going to be an hour. It's not that big a deal. Or, wow, you know, maybe I'm, I'm putting it off because I, I kind of want to give it two hours, but the reality is it's a five, six hour task. And so can I set aside a day, half day, or can I break it into smaller parts? So this is just all about achieving your goals, achieving your objectives, your intentions, uh, up-leveling your life and making things better for yourself and just challenging yourself and being proud of the goals that you're able to achieve and learning and trying new things 
and getting things done. And if I've seen anything these last couple of years is that opportunity attracts opportunity attracts opportunity. The more that you do, the more that you are invited to do. And each application I do, I get to point to all the things that I've been accepted to, which then lend momentum to be being accepted into more and new things. So there, there is this sense of momentum that comes from light discipline. If anything, I need to apply my discipline to not taking on new projects or tasks and realizing that at this moment, my cupeth runneth over and I can look at new and interesting opportunities, but I have to be very selective about which ones I take on and are they in alignment with my bigger plans. So an example is, yes, I will absolutely take on scholarship opportunities that seem like they're, they'd be a good fit and that I would be a good candidate for putting in an application or some of them are like about creating a project um, that feels aligned with my interests and my skill set so that I would be a good candidate for that opportunity. And that helps because, you know, cash and cash flow is certainly on my agenda, but not in, in a way that capsizes my schoolwork or my desire to create content. So I, or my, my travels or my martial arts or other things. So there are opportunities along scholarships that it's a guess I can and will fold that in, but there aren't too many other opportunities that I can see that truly are going to fit this year. I have said yes to so many things and I've applied for so many things that have said yes to me. So this is definitely a year where my job is to deliver. And that's probably why I was meditating on light discipline because I realized that I, what I need to do is not hard. Nothing that is on my plate that I can't handle. Uh, there may be plenty of things that I need to learn, but I'm giving all, given all the support and tools and resources, or it's not hard for me to find those particular uh, tools and resources that uh, I will need to get comfortable with, you know, several new software, just kind of learning how to use it and step-by-step but that there's this wonderful sense of joy, curiosity, opportunity, and that all the things I'm doing are part of a much, much larger structure. There's no one thing I'm going to do that is going to be the end all. So if it's delivering a radio show, it's because I deliver an episode a week. If it's doing YouTube. It's because it's one video or one live stream at a time. If I'm attending class and moving forward in my master's, it's because I show up every day and just do the thing I'm supposed to do that day. And therefore I know I now have everything I need to achieve the goals that I am looking to achieve this year. And so I invite you to take a look at your life and how the principle and idea of light discipline can help you on your way to achieving whatever it is that you are looking to achieve in this year and beyond.